0: Welcome back to Yang Daily. I'll be your host, Alex Cheney, bringing you all the Yang news you need to live your life right. Sorry for being tardy today, but it's finally happening. That's right. We're finally gonna talk about the reconciliation bill. No way. Really? Yeah, really. They said it was a lie. They said it was a fantasy. Now here we are. Mission accomplished. I'm the best. You're the best. Okay, you win. I'm the best. Now simmer down. We got a show to do. Unfortunately, we have some much more sour news to cover first. And no, it's not the Patreon plug. Quick shout-out to our Tier 3 patrons, Shane Mian and Nathan Stankowski, as well as all our other patrons. You keep us all informed and engaged. If any of you out there want to join these advocates of humanity-first and independent journalism, head on over to patreon.com slash yangdaily. It would only take a couple of bucks a month from each listener to keep this podcast and community going and growing into the future. Now, on to the news. The last plane carrying U.S. forces has left Afghanistan, ending a nearly 20-year war and nearly 2,500 American casualties. The August 31st deadline set with the Taliban has been met. It's not good news for everyone, though. There are still an estimated 1 to 200 Americans remaining in Afghanistan, in addition to scores of Afghans, according to government officials. Those who wish to leave will be reliant on diplomatic pressure or their own means. It will not help that the U.S. has also suspended diplomatic operations in Kabul, transferring those to Qatar. And there's certainly good reason for those who worked with the U.S. to want out. The Taliban have been rounding up many such individuals for retribution. Worse, what remains of the Afghan government may be helping them. The government used biometrics to identify people, in another shocking display of incompetence or corruption, there was no deletion or data retention policy even for likely contingency situations, such as the Taliban taking over. The system contains some half-million records about every member of the Afghan National Army and police, such as their military specialty, relatives, facial recognition, and 37 other data points which could aid the Taliban in tracking them down. We're worried about data privacy over here. Just imagine how they feel. There was also another drone strike just before the evacuation was completed. U.S. Central Command claims to have eliminated a vehicle carrying multiple suicide bombs that were headed for the airport. Central Command and independent sources have now reported 10 civilian casualties that appear to be connected to the strike, including children. It's unclear if they died from the missile, from explosives in the vehicle, or otherwise. Whatever the case, it's tragic and a perfect reminder of what has been happening for 20 years with little to no media coverage in the U.S. Okay, enough war. Let's go over what is known about the reconciliation package. House Democrats advanced a budget resolution for the $3.5 trillion bill. Basically, the resolution is just a declaration of intent to pass the actual bill, along with timelines and general outlines for what it will be. Here is what's currently reported to be under consideration to be included in the aptly named Human Infrastructure Bill. Generally, it spans four categories, financial support for families, education, climate change mitigation, and health insurance. More specifically, there are funding measures for subsidies in child care, health insurance, clean energy, and education, national paid family leave, affordable housing, a pathway to legal status for undocumented immigrants, Universal Pre-K, free two-year community college, expansion of Medicare to cover dental, hearing, and vision, and, thankfully, the CTC child allowance. The Medicare expansion is a welcome surprise. It makes no sense to exclude coverage for the most important part of the body. Of course, I would prefer a national guaranteed health insurance to compete with private rather than subsidizing private insurance, but that doesn't fit into reconciliation. It does not appear that expansion of the qualifying age bracket for Medicare is included either. Likewise, I would prefer UBI to subsidizing private childcare, education, and housing. Subsidies can break the efficiency that capitalism is made for. They tend to prop up corruption and waste, like Yang talks about with ballooning administrative budgets in colleges. I would prefer to just give people money and let them use it to meet their own needs as they see fit rather than to tell them what their needs are and give money to particular private businesses. Let the market work as intended and give people money to participate in it. That said, these are all pretty much investments in people, which is a step up from most federal spending. The above are just starting items for the bill, and it seems inevitable that not all will survive negotiations with conservative Democrats, which have already been heated. They were reported to have been screaming obscenities at one another in the House chamber, Ten conservative Democrats are really only interested in the $550 billion bipartisan bill that passed the Senate already. If that passes the House, they'll likely let the reconciliation package die or gut it to a small fraction of what it is now. Everybody knows that, which is why the rest of the party is tying it together with the reconciliation bill. However, they also secured a commitment from Pelosi that the House not send anything to the Senate that won't pass, including anything that doesn't qualify for reconciliation under the Byrd rule, the same one that eliminated minimum wage from the Democrats' previous reconciliation package. Right off the bat, that means the immigration stuff is out since it's not strictly budgetary but it's likely that more will be cut in order to appease conservative senators. Bane of human progress, Kirsten Cinema has already said that she does not support a $3.5 trillion price tag. Democrats have proposed offsetting some or all of the bill's cost with tax increases on corporations and on households earning over $400,000 a year, as well as with savings on prescription drug costs. Pelosi has said that she would like to have it totally paid for. She also said the expectation is for all panels involved to report their pieces of legislation by September 15th. Senate committees have the same deadline for their recommendations. The House has committed to take up the bipartisan bill by September 27th. Our job among the Humanity First community will be to prevent the best part of this bill from being cut, the Child Allowance. With just its first payment, the CTC reform has reduced hunger among American families by 24% and is projected to generate eight times more money than it costs. It's a no-brainer. We need to make clear to our representatives that they must make extending the child allowance their top priority and, if possible, convert other parts of the bill to unconditional cash as well. Give our people and economy the money to function autonomously. That is how you serve your constituents and win re-election. Convince them, gang. And that'll do it for today's Yang Daily. Bookmark and share the reconciliation thread. Flood Congress with calls, tweets, faxes, and letters using the ResistBot or Income Movement easy contacts below. If you need help, consult Humanity Forward, the Income Movement Aid Database, the Mission Asset Fund, or United Way. And don't forget, to Yang Daily.